two, one, two. Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? It's your boy, Kilo. Kio Ryan, welcome back to another episode of Creative Contact. Um, this is going to be another solo dolo episode. Uh, I just felt like um, doing a couple music reviews because um, I've been listening to a bunch of stuff and this summer has been crazy music wise. And, you know, my favorite artist, Drizzy, Drizzy Drake. Aubrey Graham just dropped and so I wanted to talk about that and um, give you guys a little bit of an update on what's going on here in Thailand. So uh, first things first, my people come first. Um, where's the, or how does line go? I can't even remember. Anyways, things have been going well. Um, finally got everything kind of squared away uh, with the beat store stuff. I've been cranking that out every morning, just experimenting a ton with different sounds and visuals and things of that nature. There's a uh, dope um, lady here named Jess, and shout out Jess one time, who's a um, future social media mogul, but she uh, she does a lot of social media stuff. So we've been chopping it up. She's been kind of helping me um, figure out different strategies and stuff like that when it comes to how to make it more exciting and uh, just more enjoyable as far as, um, you know, listening to the music, getting the music out there, all of it. So if you guys happen to listen to this, first of all, you're the homie because it's not like I have a bajillion listeners. And so please, as you listen to the beats or you see the visuals, if there's shit that you dig that you see, uh, let me know. Or stuff that you don't. If you're like, yo, Kia, this is whack. This did not happen well. Um, let me know. And like when I rolled out my music videos a couple months ago and it was a terrible clunky rollout and you guys were like, yo, Kia, this shit was whack. Do this, this, and this next time. It was super helpful because then I can, you know, you know, I know better what, what sticks and what doesn't. So the music is going well. My days, I was talking to my mom the other day, my days here are um, spent, when I think about what my ideal life would look like, even if all of this, you know, happened to take off, I made a gazillion dollars, my life wouldn't look too different than it does on the day to day now. There would like absolutely be some um, changes for sure, but um, I just try to take when shit goes wrong. I just try to feel take every day as a blessing that at least I'm not subbing anymore. I'm out. I'm not bartending. I'm not doing the fucking busboy twelve hour shifts anymore. And just trying to be grateful, spending my mornings um, on my little porch out here, just looking out. Uh, even if it's a rainy day or whatever, and just thinking, man, think of my lucky stars. They even have a shot to give this thing, uh, to give this thing a fair chance. So things are going well here. Um, my apartment is a little bit infested with ants, but I'm fighting them every day. I got some crazy ant chalk, uh, which is actually, I've found out banned in the States because, so if I die unexpectedly, it's because some ant chalk got in the AC and poisoned me during the night or something like that. But <laughs> these fuckers are so determined, man. I cannot seem to keep them out of the crib. I've gotten so clean. Mom would be super proud um, of how clean my spot is, but they're very persistent. It's not like they bite or anything, but it's just annoying. So uh, dealing with critters, dealing with uh, you know, little, little snags, things of that nature. Um, I started taking some Muay Thai, uh, and it kicks my ass, man. Like, 
y'all know I'm about the fitness life when it comes to the P-bars or, you know, I haven't been lifting heavy for quite some time just because my joints are a little bit beat up. But, you know, I'm really about that, you know, trying to be healthy fitness life. And so I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I work out. I, I thought I could start lessening up again. Man, I went to this one. It was like a try one, get one. And the tie, dude, just the warm up on the bag. Um, it, so it was a pretty slow mo day. So it was just the two of us. Shout out Will Smith one time. And dude, just the rounds on the bag. We didn't even get to the pad work. And I was like, dude, I'm, that was my workout. Like it's been for, this is more than I do. Like this was 45 minutes and now we have to actually, now we start the workout. It was probably the most tired I've been in a long time. The next day I felt so just beaten down, man. It was bad news bears. I realized I need to, first of all, I need to get my money right. And then I, because the lessons are too expensive for me currently, but once I get my money right, um, I might, I'm, I might jump back into it like pretty heavy. So I'm going to take some, I'm still, um, you know, doing the gymnastics rings and things like that, trying to work on, I got really into this trainer um, it named, I'm going to butcher his name, so I'm not even going to pronounce it, but he's the head trainer at TriStar Gym. He's the guy that trains George St. Pierre. And it was about uh, just the way that he, his methodology on training, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast and Man, it was fascinating, his take on body weight training versus weights and strength training and CrossFit, and just, it was really dope, and it, um, just trying to train for longevity, and so put my ego aside a little bit as much as I want to be, you know, look like the Hulk, trying to, to think about it more than just aesthetics, and just, you know, how do you use your body, and and having your workouts coming out from them energized, and having it, like, empower your day, rather than, you know coming out of your workout you're dripping in sweat and you just feel like taking a nap which um you know i'm not opposed to those workouts too once in a blue but i'm trying to train if not every day just about every single day and so it just had a, he had a really cool idea on staying in this between like 75 and 90 percent range where you never until unless it's like very deliberate you don't push it pat you don't go into that red zone where you have to like you're so beat up. You have to take the next day off. You kind of, you stay inspired. It was just really cool. This idea, which I preach, um, as well, which is you just got to do what inspires you. So even if you know that, um, that's what he was saying about CrossFit. He's like, even if he's like, even though I don't fuck with CrossFit, he's like, if that's what inspires you, he's like, do CrossFit. He's like, if you aren't into weights, like do body weight. If you aren't into body weight, do weights, but just sort of like, you got to find what makes, what makes it work for you no matter what. Um, and I'm just tired of being in pain and I'm, I'm excited to jump into the Muay Thai once I can, you know, fund it. So, uh, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, I've been, uh, going to a couple of these social events. It's pretty cool out here. They have such a community for, uh, people and entrepreneurs, people starting their businesses that you never know who you, you, everyone you meet, um, at these different social events has some sort of hustle that normally that's why they're here. And so I've learned so much. This past week, there was this um, get-together at a hotel that they put on for the Digital Nomads. And, man, there was this one lady that I talked to for probably... It was more like an interview, honestly, because I was just grilling her. Probably for like 15, 20 minutes. Her name was March. She was really dope. She was this Filipino lady. And she was telling me about how she was a VA 
which is a virtual assistant, if you don't know. So that's, you pretty much, uh, you do like bookings for people or you might do like fulfill orders or you just kind of do a lot of the um, administrative work if people don't necessarily want to do it or they're too busy and they kind of give it off to these VAs. Um, And a lot of VAs are hired from the Philippines because they're well-educated, speak good English, and they're really good at the job, really good at the work. Anyways, she was a VA. She was out here in Chiang Mai as a VA making $2 an hour, right? So that's obviously not a whole ton of money. And her job, she said that she didn't mind the work, but it was just the way that she felt like people treated her. And then um, she was like, you know what? She's like, and she learned also kind of about this different business that she was a part of as a VA. And she's like, you know what? Let me give this a shot. Or she got fired or she quit. Something happened where she, there was an abrupt change and she had to just kind of start making money. So she gives it a shot. She opens up her own online store. Boom. Right out the gate. First day makes like 85 bucks selling necklaces or something, which was crazy. And then within six months, she was already making six figures off of the store and was able to open up another store. And so it just blows my mind that like it's really possible to make such a um, such a sustainable income online if you're willing to go for it and open your mind up. I'd love to um, interview her or maybe a couple other other some of these other folks. Once I can um, you know start building some relationships, I'd love to have them bring them on here, interview them for you guys because man, some of these stories are crazy. Um, I talked to this other guy, Irmo, who's been traveling for the past six years and he's a, like a documentary filmmaker and he does these really beautiful profiles of people and it's just cool. Like you can really make it work. Um, I always find it interesting when people are like, man, I'm going to work for 40 years and then I'm going to retire and go to Bali. And I'm like, have you looked at how much it costs to live in Bali? Like if you made a couple sacrifices, sold some shit, like just go live in Bali now. <laughs> like it's not it's not impossible and why do you why are you waiting until you're 65 like go do that shit now you're gonna go over there you're gonna suck down pina coladas for a month realize that there's more to life and then figure out a way to make it work and hopefully not have to stay at whatever job you're at if you hate it that you're doing just for the paycheck um but i know that I'm a little rough around the edges and not for everybody so needless to say gonna hopefully have some cool guests soon um and definitely trying to network with folks out here. There's just, there's such a positive energy. I can't quite articulate it enough, but people are really willing to help you. And you, you know, don't think you're going to be able to just come out here and be a freeloader. Cause I definitely think there's some of that too. Where people are like, Oh, I'm just figuring it out. But I mean, we're all kind of figuring it out, but as long as you have some dedication to it, people are really willing to hook it up. Um, and so that's, you know, being social uh, at least a little bit um, and trying to network here and there. People have been really responsive to the music. Uh, also, man, another thing I want to talk to you guys about. If you're into, like, body... Um, and it's not... I can't think of the right word, but stuff like facials and getting foot massages and getting back massages and hot stone and blah, blah, blah like, spa, like like relaxing or not so relaxing stuff. If you're into that, man, you gotta come out here. I keep telling my mom, I'm like, dude, you got, I gotta drag your ass out here. If nothing more for like one spa day, just because 
I'm not a huge spa guy. Like, I'm not down to just, like, sit down and lounge for the whole day, but I'm really into deep tissue massage because I get so tight from working out and shit like that that I find being loose and getting massages really helps me just perform. And so I'm really into deep tissue massage, but they're so expensive in the States. It's like a 100 bucks for, like, 45 minutes or an hour, right? Here... I can't articulate enough how much bang for your buck you get. So I've been trying out these different time massages. And time massages, they're deep tissue, but they're almost like a little bit of yoga. They're almost like a chiropractor meets sports massage. And there's nothing like having a little Thai lady with her knee, like, crouching on your back with her knees pressing into your spine like like pulling your head back or something that you'll be like yo this shit is brutal but it's the truth man i swear i come out of that and i feel like i'm a new man um and they're like eight dollars nine dollars and that and i've been trying out a bunch of different spots because it's kind of hit or miss some uh, i don't really give a shit but there's this one that I just tried. I was reading some blogs about it. Man, it was crazy. So you go in there, um, and the lady was really sweet. You kind of go in. You change your clothes. They they kind of shut you in the room. You you strip down. You put on these, like, cool, fluffy clothes that they give you. And then um, the massage, the Thai massages at least. I'm not sure about the other ones. But they start they start with your legs and... It's pretty. Um, if anybody's out there has like had deep tissue work done on like your IT bands and quads and stuff, you know that is brutal. But man, it's dope. So she takes care of your legs, and then she'll like do these things where she'll like, or he. I also had a guy the other day, and he kicked my ass too. But she or he will, um, they'll like put their leg. They they use a lot of like. Points. So instead of necessarily like rubbing things out with their hand, pause, they'll do it like with an elbow or with a knee or with a heel. And so they'll, they might like grab onto your, so instead of like uh, massaging out your glutes or something like that, they'll grab your foot and they'll cr- like grind their heel like into your hamstring or your quad or whatever. It's crazy. I can't explain it, but it's just I didn't even know my body could make these kind of shapes. And then they'll like stretch you out and it's and then they'll jump on top of you. So like if you're lying face down, you'll be lying face down and then they'll they'll put their knees on these like different muscles on your back and then also like have their elbows. Yo, it's just next level. Um, but I don't want to, I'm trying to keep this podcast to like, I know I talk a lot to like 20, 30 minutes, so I won't talk about it too much, but if you're into spa shit or if you're visiting and you come out here, tell me and I'll tell you the spots to go, man. A facial is like, uh, $9 for an hour. A hot stone massage is like $15 for an hour. If you have a day that you just want to like get your shit done, like you could drop like 30 bucks and just get like an hour couple hours worth of like a hot stone massage a facial and a foot rub like whatever you want it's crazy so um that's that i'll stop talking it up but those are dope um another thing that i that i really want to get into and start doing this podcast are music reviews because i've been spending a lot of time um now when i'm working when i'm not working on the music and i'm working on the back end stuff whether that's on the visuals or like biz dev 
or just you know taking care of life stuff i'm listening to a lot of music so i finally had a chance to get through all of the good music albums um and the drizzy album so if you guys and so if you were just interested in like creative contact shit it's over at this point i'm just going to talk about music so uh if i don't mind if you bounce thanks for even tuning in um but i thought it was interesting so if you didn't know if you've been living under a rock, Kanye pretty much this past summer so far has been producing for a lot of his artists on his label, Good Music. So that's Tayana Taylor, Kid Cudi, um, Pusha T, and then he also had his own album. Oh, and Nas and his own album. So he he's like executive producing, if not producing the tracks for most of these albums. They're almost like EPs. A lot of them are like six, seven songs. And they'll drop, I think it's like, it was like one a week or, um, cause I know, I think it was like one a week or whenever there were a bunch of them, we'll put it like that. And then it kind of came to a point when he had everybody come out to Wyoming, um, for like this big listening party. And that was also like right when he was about to drop his new album. And so kind of been thinking about this a lot because I think it's honestly a great, I think the idea was great because, I like the idea of a more consistent rollout rather than one big climax, here it is, and then it's over. I like the idea of like that sort of steady drip of content um, because some, some weeks I might have a chance to listen to it or I might not, and so it's kind of cool to keep it in their face. But, uh, man, I was not – these are some of my favorite artists, right? So it's Nas. It's Kid Cudi. It's yay. It's, I mean, Pusha T, I don't, Pusha D had a dope album a couple years ago too. And so, I mean, when I think about, I'm not sure if it was a lack of effort or he was stretched too thin or what happened. But when I think about the impact that an album like 808s and Heartbreak has on the culture, where it influences, it shifts the culture for real. Or um, Dark Twisted Fantasy or Graduation, like, He's always been the dude that puts so much thought and effort into the work that you feel like it it would probably be um, a pain in the ass to have to work with him on it because you feel like he's probably a perfectionist. Jesus, all of them, right? They're 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 standalone like monuments. And then on his last one, Life of Pablo. It felt a little bit kind of thrown together, and I was like, this is okay, but it wasn't my favorite. I listened to it all the way through, maybe like twice tops. There's a couple tracks that I dug, but that was about it. And then this new one, uh, Yay, man, like I'm just not sure if there's like much on there that I even want to go back to, which is nuts considering I'm still listening to shit on Yeezus, or I'll still go back and play stuff from graduation. Um, it just felt... I'm, I don't know, maybe I've changed, you know, and that's very true as well because I've, I felt that same way about some of these next albums I'll talk about, but um, I don't know. Check it out. It's called Yay. Tell me what you think. Um, it was probably of the albums, of those good good music albums, the one that I liked the least. Um, Tayana Taylor's was another one. I've been waiting for her to drop. If you don't know who she is, she first got some recognition, I think, back in uh, in 2010, working on Dark Twisted Fantasy. And her album, I've been waiting for ages. She's dope. She's beautiful, amazing singer, rapper. Um, I think she does some acting. And that album, that little EP felt... 
You know what, dude? All of them felt that way. Where it's just kind of underwhelming. I was like, man, Kid Cudi, to this day, one of my favorite albums of all time is um, Man on the Moon. That first Cudi album. It's just every song feels like it's its own animal. It's fucking anthems, man. And this one was I, I was that was the one I was looking forward to the most. Obviously, I love Nas, blah blah blah, but. Um, Kids See Ghosts was another one that just uh, listened to it twice, maybe three times all the way through, just put it on repeat, and it just, um, nothing like caught, you know what I mean? Where sometimes those things where it's like, ooh, and you were like, wait, what's that track called? You know, you're kind of listening to it, doing other stuff, and none of them, well, there was one, I think, that maybe caught me for a second. It's the one that's like two minutes and 30 seconds, like halfway through, um, that I was like, oh, that is a cool song, but... Uh, you know, it just didn't do it for me really either. Same with the Nas joint. Um, and so my, my good, my take on the good music summer was um, give them a listen, but don't expect to be blown away. Pushes felt like it was the most cohesive out of all of them. Um, and so, yeah. Yay. What are you doing, man? Let's get this shit together. He's also had some crazy moments too politically, so... I'm not sure how I feel about him. But what I do know, my boy Drizzy just dropped this past weekend and had a chance to finally go through it a couple times. And my take on the Drake album is, as usual, I think it's interesting. He kind of talks about two things, maybe three things. He talks about flexing. He's like, I'm the best. Or I'll talk about heartbreak. You know, they don't want me to find your loving. Or he'll talk about some, like, really dope real shit, which he always saves for the last track for some reason. And then just, like, just delivers some really cool either he'll either spaz on some rapper shit or he'll talk about some cool heartfelt stuff. And so for me, the Drake album, there were some tracks I thought were dope. Um, He wanted to be really long. Uh, If you don't know why it's super long, it's for streaming reasons. Um, you can Google it, but there's a reason why it's so long. And um, I, my Drake albums, the ones I always like the most are his like more cohesive bodies of work. Like nothing was the same. Uh, so far gone. Um, I just I like I feel like I can take like 13 tracks from Drake, and if he cuts it down to like his 13, his like 10 to 13 best then it's like a super dope body of work. But they always are these like really long spanning, they're just like kind of throwaway tracks in there. Um, where when I go back to Thank Me Later even, there are very few songs that I skip. So far gone, like a couple of joints I skip, but for the most part, there's a ton of joints on there. Um, Take Care, I also felt was a little bit kind of, you know, long and played out. But anyways, um, I like this. I... What I think is dope about Drake is that at least he's consistent, right? So he delivers a product. You know what you're going to get. And every time he breaks his own crazy records, uh, which is insane that he like almost doubled his streaming records, I think, first day um, this time around. Um, But one thing that Drake does that I think one reason why he's so popping and I'm and I know I'm not the only one who feels this way is because you just feel like you he puts you in his shoes and so you feel like it's happening to you when I was listening to the album I felt like I was Drake like 
and maybe it's because my I have similar aspirations is to do music like that. But I feel like that's how everybody feels. Like, oh, he's just so relatable. At the same time, my only knock against Drizzy is that I feel like a lot of the times his his albums and like, hey, I don't make amazing music like that, so who am I to say? But um, they aren't incredible. Like, I sometimes just don't feel like he's trying. Where in nothing was the same, I feel like he was he he constantly pushes and like really tries to make some dope shit and maybe he is but we just i know i personally expect so much from him because i there are just tracks of his that i because he's one of my favorite artists of all time um and so i liked this more than more life though so that's saying something um i thought he experimented more on more life but if what i so here's another thing Actually, two things is one. I think it's cool because Drake is always consistent. If there was that much pressure on me to make music, there's no pressure on me to make music. No one's like, "Oh, Keo, we got to hear the next joint." And I still sometimes feel like I'm like, "Oh man, are people gonna like this?" So I couldn't imagine if I was the biggest artist in the world, and then you have to make music. That's even more crippling because there's such a there's such a uh, push to want to try to capture what is trendy or to do something different so his consistency is dope at the same time if i were drake um and you had all the resources in the world right every amazing producer wants to work with you whatever i'd want to i'd feel like i'd want to experiment more i would feel like i'd want songs from him that maybe he switches up his perspective like maybe he talks from the perspective of just somebody other than himself you know or he tells a story um i like his storytelling tracks like i like the fact that's what i love about cole is that he's willing to like um just get really creative sometimes or have a twist ending with his songs like these are little stories you know that you can make and for drake whether it's production or whatever um I would just love to see him experiment a little bit to kind of push those boundaries. So that's my take on the Drizzy album. Um, I'm going to go listen to it even more. I always have to sit with Drake albums. Uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. I felt the same way. Um, I felt like, at first I was like, oh man, he's, he's too aggressive. He's trying to art. And then I was like, yo, this album is fucking flames, bro. Um, and so, yeah, it's that was it's still one of my favorite albums. And that was one that I think he just... But he just had fun with it, and it just it was a different sound for him. Um, I think he was really kind of pushing that like aggressive side of himself, which was cool. I like that. Um, so that's where I'll keep it. I'll keep it short, even though I didn't really keep it short. It's still thirty minutes. Um, but uh, yeah, that's my life in a nutshell. I'm about to go to Malaysia next week. I've got to take care of some uh, visa issues. I'm gonna pop over there. Um, and hopefully you start selling these beats, man. I can't wait to keep you guys posted with the sales and the music. I've been writing a little music too, but um, really focusing on making some bread so that I can actually eat and live and all that good shit. So stay tuned. Check out the good the good uh, music albums. Tell me what you think. Check out the Drizzy Joint. I'll have some visuals coming for you. More beats coming soon. Um, another podcast episode um, with hopefully some some interviews coming up and all, all that jazz as well. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you. Keep me posted. Peace. <laughs>